0: Hello, everybody, and a happy new year! And welcome to the first edition of Game, Bet, and Match. The twenty twenty three ATP Tour starts in India and Australia. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by my co-host from last year, Mr. Sean Calvert. Happy New Year, my friend! Happy New Year to you. You're good. I'm very, very good. But I'm looking at I'm looking at your uh, Twitter handle. I'm looking at mm-hmm. you've got a fancy new title for this year.
1: Yeah, um, well, th- I think things went pretty well last year, didn't they? Went really well, I think, as far as uh, as far as the previews and the bets and all the results and everything are concerned. So, um, yeah, on the basis of that, I'm I'm now senior ATP handicapper uh, with well, Bet Rivers. I'm well, delighted on, to. On, uh, you. I think you're junior or something.
0: Uh, I don't know what uh, uh, I'm gonna, the email has already gone in. I don't mind the a senior. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I'm, it just I'm means older. I'm old.
1: It just means I'm old. I think that's all it means. Well, listen, not I, as old as you like, but you know. Well, like, I know, but
0: the senior handicapper. I was very offended when I saw that name, the senior handicapper. But anyway, well, you, no, you listen, do many
1: I, other things though. You don't just do tennis, do you? you do your soccer and well, I'm not senior stuff. in anything.
0: I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not the senior handicapper or anything. But anyway, it's yeah, you,
1: uh, t- what's in the title. What's in the name? You know, nothing. Well,
0: really. it's, it's a fantastic signing. Uh, for Bet right. Rivers to have you involved with us uh, throughout the season on exclusivity here on the Bet Rivers network on game better match. So really, really we'll be good... going to a
1: lot of tournaments, won't we? This year, I know next your, year. your air miles are going to go up. They are, yeah. I'm going to have to, going to join to, a, get, a program, to, I think.
0: Yeah, going to have to you have to get your air miles going up. But uh, looking forward to it, and uh, we're looking forward to the start of the season. I mean, it's been a sort of a sort of a, you, you had some rest period. I, I actually watched a bit of tennis in Dubai after the World Cup. Watched a bit of the. Uh, the World Tennis League, which was a oh bit yeah, strange. I think it was a bit bit, bit yeah. odd. But
1: uh... I, I, I do find it a bit uh, like uh, quite difficult actually. The first week to kind of get back into it because it's so tennis. It's so hectic, isn't it? There's always something going on every minute of the day, and then it stops for about a month or so. Um, and then yeah, and then to, to get back into it straight away, I I find that quite hard. A lot a lot of football writers in the past always used to say that they used to struggle at the start of the the new the new soccer season because they'd had that that break and it's you just you don't feel as sharp and you know but it's uh, it takes a couple of weeks to get to get going i think i
0: think the thing is with with all sports isn't it i mean if it's tennis if it's uh, golf if it's uh, football whatever it, it it takes a little bit of time for the form to to come in and obviously you yeah. can get some favorites beat and you can get some some sort of odds that you that doesn't really reflect uh, the results, so you need a little bit of form to, to get into to before you start hitting some winners. So um it's always a, quite a difficult period of time. This involving tennis or any sport yeah. at the beginning of the season. So the advice yeah. would be probably to keep your powder quite dry in the first few weeks of the season, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I try and I try and do half point or one point, maybe one and a half point bets in the first few weeks because you don't know. I mean, you you, you were talking about Felix, and that's, that's a great example of a, a guy that ended last season brilliantly. Is he going to carry on this season? Well, we don't know. We saw we saw Medvedev last year, didn't we? You know, he won the US Open and then everyone thought he was just going to kind of clean up this the, in 2022. And it didn't happen. He just won a, a couple of, a, a, of 250s and 500s. He, he didn't really kick on at all. So it doesn't mean just because you ended last season great doesn't mean you're going to end start this season great and, and vice versa. We, we don't know. Well, we are going to start the season great, Sean. Now, none of that negativity. I wasn't talking about us. I'm talking about no, the players.
0: We, what, this we are going to start the season great. You know, mm-hmm. you're the senior, I'm the junior. ATBC will hang you back up. <laughs> Semi senior, I don't know. This throughout the season, you're going to, you know that you're going to get this throughout the season. That the other senior, but obviously, you know, you can get senior affairs now, and you can get senior air <laughs> travel. So it must be, it must be a benefit to be in the senior. If I could
1: get senior air travel, that'd be great, but
0: I don't think I can. <laughs> Okay, let's start off with the uh, the big tournament of the week. It has two tournaments in the ATP Tour, one of them in Australia and one of them in India. We're going to start yeah. with the ATP Tour event in Adelaide, where it's a really, really good field. It's a relatively new tournament. It hasn't been around for many years. It's been a women's mm-hmm. tournament, but uh, the men have sort of got involved in the last couple of years. Um, Rublev won it last year. Let's have a look at the betting with Bet Rivers. Um, Novak Djokovic is the favourite, a plus 140. Daniel Medvedev is plus five fifty. Felix Auger-Aliassime is at seven dollars. Uh, Holger Roon at eleven. Janik Sinner at eleven. Rublev, the defending champion, at twelve. Karen Kakanov at fourteen, and the Englishman Jack Draper at fifteen. Before we go into the um, to the outright markets and you break down mm. the draw and you break down the where you think the value is, what kind of conditions are we going to have in Adelaide? The weather is going to be beautiful. I expect it to be going to be quite fast. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually been played three times. I think Rublev won it in, in 2020. It's been played a couple of times since then. But it all got really confusing around COVID times. They kept ch- changing the, the tournaments and the venues and they were here, there and everywhere. Melbourne was played in Adelaide. Adelaide was played in Melbourne and all this sort of stuff. Um, they actually played it twice last year, um, as as they're going to do this year, Adelaide 1 and Adelaide 2. Um, it was really fast last year. Um, it's a green set court. This year, they're going to be using the new Dunlop um AO 2023 Bulls, which, uh, according to John Millman, who's always good for a quote at this time of year, are um, light and quick. Um, and even went as far as to say that Kyrgios, Hercash and Fritz are all going to be very dangerous this Australian Open. Um, there was quite a lot of holds. It there. There's 86% holds a serve in the second Adelaide tournament last year that Kockenakis won. Um, and it, it actually ranks the highest of all hardcore tournaments if you combine service holds and and tie breaks um sorry service holds and first serve points one so conditions should be quick uh it was described as fast and low bouncing last year by a lot of the players but there is the weather's going to be a little bit tricky it's supposed to be about 29 30 and then it dips right down to twenty three twenty four um between monday and wednesday and then gets hot again thursday to sunday so it, it could be the case that conditions are a little bit slower in the from Monday to Wednesday but um, ostensibly it's, a, it's it's one of the fastest hardcore tournaments um, on the tour if you if you just look at the raw data.
0: Yeah, so obviously it's going to suit some of the uh, the big servers. And uh, you look at them this fall, there's not really many, you would turn around and say, huge big servers in, in this field, is there really? I mean, there's no curiosity, there's no... Hacking off obviously is uh, someone who can hit hit the ball hard, you know, Djokovic is... Yeah, he made
1: the final in one, in one of the two last year catching off. But it's a much yeah. better quality field this year, much, much better quality than it was last year.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 a stellar field really to start the year. Usually at the start of the year, you would look at the favorite and think, you know, if if you're going to get a big get a Djokovic beat at a low price yeah. in a tournament, it would be a tournament like this. Yeah, would that be your way of thinking coming into this uh, yeah. the opening of the tournament of 2023?
1: Yeah, it would. I mean, from Novak's point of view, um, obviously you probably feel like he's got a, a point to prove after last year's fast in Australia. Yeah. Um, but I, I I just think he's going to see this as, as little more than trying to get his rhythm for Melbourne. I, I don't think he's really going to worry too much one way or the other whether he wins Adelaide. I'm sure he'd be perfectly happy to to play two or three matches and, and feel like he's hitting the ball well. I, I don't think winning the title would mean a great deal to him, to be honest, no.
0: There was a theory, wasn't it, many when I started betting in tennis many years ago, that if someone comes in, in great form into the Australian Open, you, you want to be mm. on them. And if you look at the, what Bet Rivers or any other bookmakers have done in the past, if someone wins Adelaide or someone wins in in, uh, in uh, the tournament in New Zealand as well, they they slash their odds because they're worried about that player coming in with some kind of form. So there is some kind mm. of, there is some incentive to people to do well and you want to come into the season in, in good form. But, you know, for the top players like Djokovic, you would think he would probably be uh, just there to, to get some game practice in for Melbourne, wouldn't you?
1: I would have thought so. Yeah, I mean, this is a just looking at the field; it's it's an amazing field for a 250. You know, you've got Djokovic, Felix, Medvedev, Rublev, Sinner, Rune. You, for a 250, that's you know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? But mm. I honestly don't think that the 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 top guys, the Djokovic's, are, are going to be that worried about winning it. They obviously want to win it, but it's, they're not going to lose any sleep if they don't.
0: No. Um, so look at the draw. Uh, you would you would argue it's very lopsided for me I think the top half of the yeah. draw is very very heavy Djokovic and Medvedev look uh, to be a likely semi-finalist if they get through to the draw section but the, the top half looks a lot heavier in the bracket more than the bottom half of the draw and I think the bottom half is where we're looking at angles especially with the each way that uh, uh bet rivers offer you here there could be mm. some good each way value with a with a short price favorite like Djokovic in in the top half of the draw
1: yeah, so it's, it's like we've said a few times before, isn't it? Sometimes you just look at a draw and you think, well, the top half is 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 really strong. We'll just let that half play out and concentrate on getting a finalist from the bottom half. And that's that's what I think we've both done, isn't it, this time around. Um I've I've taken Sinner, fourteen to one. Um, I just think he's got he's got a nice handy draw. He's got Carl Edmund first up, who um a lot of viewers will remember made the semifinals the Australian Open. Not not even that long ago. Um, but he's I had so many injury problems since he's he's he said the other day he's just he just wants to be back on the tour. He just wants to be competing again and feeling like he can play again. Um so it'd be it would be some shock if if Cinner didn't win that. Um arkis could be could be a wild card next up. He's he won, as I said, the, the second of the Adelaide tournaments here last year. Um might be a tricky match but you would still expect Sinner to win it. Um then it could be Bautista Rogut or Rublev, which would be a tough match but It's not a Djokovic or a Medvedev, is it? And then, obviously, the semi-final would probably, looking at this draw, potentially be Felix. Um, All tough matches, but it's a a really strong field. Um, For me, Sinner, he started the season in Australia really, really well in the past. He won uh, one of the Melbourne events uh, first up a couple of years ago. He's actually won 12 of his last 14 matches in Australia. So it's always good at this time of the year to, to, to have on your side a player that has started fast. Uh, and we'll come on to another one in a minute but um for my mind Sinner, he's got he's got the quality as well he's got the confidence having gone toe to toe with these guys uh the, the top guys last year Djokovic at wimbledon when he was two sets up us open alcaraz had a chance to win that didn't he uh, against alcaraz he went on to win the tournament so i think has got the quality I, I just like the price 14 to 1 each way i think that's i think that's decent
0: yeah, Bet Rivers actually am at 11. Uh, so it's 11 to 1. Uh, I've had each the value, value there. Uh, You've had so the I've value. This, this, is, this is why you're the senior. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's It's going to run and run. I'm going to keep We're we doing this it? again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, that, that so it's 11 to 1 now with uh, Bet Rivers. And obviously, you get half the half field, which is uh, plus five and a half to one to get to the final. Um, there is a sort of question mark about Cinna, really, for me. Is that mm. you know coming into Wimbledon last year we we had him down as potentially a, a, a potential winner of the French Open. Mm-mm. What I'm not quite sure what this young player's best surface is. You know, he, he looks like he can play on anyone, but yeah,
1: you uh, can. He, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I think we all had him down as a clay quarter, didn't we originally? And and now his Wimbledon form shows that he can play on fast surfaces, and you know mm. he, that's he might have to adapt to that this this year.
1: Well, he'd won Melbourne before um, at this time of the year in in, in these conditions, so I, I, I'm not I'm not concerned that the court's too quick for him. Um, grass, we he hadn't done a single thing on grass, had he? Until until Wimbledon, when he he just got it. Grass is just one of those services. you you either get it or you don't. and It takes some players longer than others because it's it's the surface that they're just not used to playing on. They only play on it for a month a year. Um, so it's it does take time. I, I think, yeah, what you just said, I think is correct. I think he'll be, I think he'll be good at um, on, on all surfaces.
0: Yeah, he's a very talented player. Uh, he could have a breakthrough year. I think potentially could betrooms have odds on players to win a major this year. And Yannick Sinner is definitely going to be someone who's going to be very popular uh, on the handle on that. And another player that I think is going to be very popular on the handle on that is my actual tip uh, this week. It's Felix Alias Aliassim. Uh, mm-hmm. probably not the price that we would wanted. And I know we spoke uh before we filmed this and we spoke about it, and I know you're very much uh looking for the value in price. And Felix Orger Alissim is someone who's been a very, very popular bet with his mm-hmm. end of season form last year. But I think this I think it's gonna be a big breakthrough year for the Canadian this year. I think winning three tournaments back to back uh from October all the way through at the end of last season was a big, big statement. Decent mm. tournaments as well. I think he would have won Paris if he, if he ran out of legs. So he got beat by Hulk Rune in the semifinals of the tournament that you and I were in attendance at. Um, and I, yeah, I, think I was he, just
1: about in attendance.
0: Well, you had a bad back. I had a bad back this morning. I had a bad back this morning, actually. I had a really bad back this morning. I couldn't
1: sit down in Paris, could I? It was, it was awful. Anyway. Uh, I, know, I know.
0: But... but, uh, but well the whole um sorry the whole group went on to win that tournament he beat felix or in the semi final mm-hmm. but i i i saw i was, in the, I was obviously we, we, we're we talking about travel more than the tennis team, but when i was in the I was at the world cup i went to Dubai. You are. And i went to watch the uh <laughs> i went to the arno yeah, but i went to watch the um the tournament in dubai and i watched felix or jalassim play nick kirios and it was a very fast service and it was it was a. I know it was an exhibition game and we shouldn't look too much into exhibition games, but I'm telling you, there was a little bit of a needle in that game. Uh, Kyrgios okay. was doing his, his all his time, and they both tried. They both tried. Curios uh, broke him in the first game and I thought, here we go. And then he got a great read on his serve and he served beautifully. And I come out of that thinking, you know what? He's definitely one player for the Australian Open that you, you want to be on. I don't think you're going to be going to get much of a price because obviously everyone else has seen the form, what he did last year. But I think we may look in three or four weeks' time and think, God, we've got we, we're seven to one for Felix to win this tournament. He could be going into tournaments at like four fifty or five, $5. That's the kind of form I think he's going to be on. So I'm going to go for Felix Auger-Lassime. Same, same way of thinking as you. Mm. I think the bottom half of the draw is much weaker. We can get someone through to the bottom half. And I'm going to go for auger at seven. Uh, Sean has already taken 14 on Janik Sinner, but he's currently available at plus uh, 1100 with Bet Rivers. And we think that both of those can meet in the semi final, and hopefully one of them will get well, if they do meet the one of them will be in the, in the final, and we will cash on either one of those. So we're opposing Djokovic, we're opposing Medvedev, and we're looking for the value in the bottom half of the draw in Adelaide. Uh, let's look on at some matches. Now, uh, there's some quite interesting games in the first round of. Uh, Adelaide. There's uh, five matches we've got here on the graphic. Uh, we're going to look at so the first game we're going to look at is Anzal Rublev against uh, Batista Agut, minus 220 Rublev, plus 170 Batista Agut. It's Kokonakis, a winner here before, minus 115 against Max Ming Cressy, 107. Sebastian Corda, who usually starts very fast in each year, is minus one fifty-seven against someone who is a senior on the tour. Andy Murray at plus one twenty-five. Kekmanovic is minus one fifty-five. O'Connell plus one twenty-five. And Jordan Thompson, uh, the local lad, minus one thirty against Hales at plus one hundred five. They're the five games that we've highlighted. I think they're the best five games for betting purposes. But what's caught cool mm. your eyeshall?
1: I think it's tricky in the first week, but I I, I do like this price on on Bautista Agut against Rublev. Um, Bautista Agut is one of those players that like Sinner, I suppose that um, that has started seasons very very well indeed in in in, in previous years. Um, he, he he made the ATP um, Cup final, uh, I think it was last year, was it? Uh, and the year before he he won that particular tournament. I know it's a team tournament, but he he won all of his matches. Uh, So he started strongly in those, in those two campaigns. He also started really strongly in 2019. He won Doha when Doha was played in the first week. He beat Djokovic on the way to winning um, that title. And that was in the first week of the season. So if you're, if you're beating Djokovic in the first week of the season and and then going on in, in seasons after that to also win things in the first week of the season, you're obviously someone that's a strong starter, someone that doesn't need weeks and weeks and weeks to get, to get going. Um, the other thing that attracts me about this matchup against Rubliev is that Bautista has won all three of the matches that they've played on outdoor hard. Rubliev tends to win the matches between this pair that are played on clay. Uh, and for me, Bautista is not, he's not up to much on clays. He's, he's hes not, a, that sounds strange to say about a Spaniard, but he's not, he's not on a typical Spanish clay court. So he's much more of a flat hitter and fast surfaces, um, for me, uh, are the best the best ones for Bautista Agut, and I, I think his game matches up pretty well on a hard court against against Rublev. The Rublev's just a little bit too short for I me. Mean, Rublev's the right favourite. Um, I just think in the first week, I think that's a very difficult first match. If your first match of the year is against Bautista Agut, you are not going to be thinking, "Oh, I can I can ease my way into this tournament." That's that's going to be a tough match. I think it'll be a close match. I'd be very surprised if if Rublev rolls rolls that in straight sets. So I've just taken the the, the win the win just the um the win bet on uh, Bautista I got in that one
0: Yeah, he's plus 170 with bit rivers um obviously rublev is the defending champion was so some bit of pressure he's not the, the defending pointed.
1: champion he he won it he won it in 2020
0: oh, sorry i thought he was I, I
1: apologize last I apologize year out. there was it was played twice uh, last year Monfils won one and um Cock- and, Cock and won Cock the and second Arcus one, one. Yeah. yeah sorry i i knew he'd won it i thought he won rublev it rublev won it in 2020 yeah well, he's not. beat Lloyd to... Harris in the final 66 to one. Lloyd Harris in the final. What's ever happened to Lloyd Harris? I think he got an injury. I think he, was, he wasn't was really fit last year at all.
0: Ruby left the heavy favourite minus 220, at plus 170. As Sean said, the Spaniard usually starts the seasons very, very, very well uh, and quite fast. The next game is uh Kokonakis against Cressy, the guy that won it last year. I'm maybe right there, with it was obviously two tournaments. Uh, Kokonokis is minus yeah, one fifteen. it is
1: complicated. This because it's they they changed the venues and all sorts. They they played one in one another one in another and called it somewhere else. It it, it COVID just made it really complex. Thank you for covering up my mistake with with, with the way you. It is it complicated. There. Exactly, I've, I've, I've had
0: to look at this numerous times and it is confusing. To say Kokonokis is complicated, complicated complicated for me. Don't worry about it, actually won it, but uh, so I've, I've got an interest in the game. I'm going to back Kokonokis yep. here at my, I'm going to bet at minus one fifteen. Um, yeah, I, I might think have obviously, as well. But yeah, on. I think with, with the home support here, I think he's going to, he's going to be and I, he's going to be absolutely buoyed up for that first tournament of the year in uh, in Australia. I expect him to have the you know a huge amount of crowd support behind him. Uh, everyone's going to be really excited. I think Max Cressy uh, looked absolutely exhausted in the last year. We spoke about him so many times. I know Kokonakis hasn't mm. played exactly the best coming into this uh, with Davis Cup form, but he did play three opponents or two opponents in the Davis Cup form that were decent players that he wasn't expected to win. But I think Cressy here, the head-to-head's one-to-one. Uh, they met at Wimbledon, and Cressy obviously won two games in, in two sets in a tie-break. I think it'll be very close. It'll be very long. But I think with the home support behind him, I'm going to go for Kokonakis to win this match at minus 115. I know you have a play. Um, tell us your question.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you've said. I mean, Kokonakis as well is is a very different, different animal at home in Australia than, than in other places around the world. A lot of the Australians are Kyrgios, a good example. And and, and Kokonakis, they just enjoy this Aussie summer playing in front of the home crowds and not so much that the, the general tour grind. I think these are two guys that don't really find the tour grind that appealing. Um, you know, Kokkinakis that that win in Adelaide, you know, here in Adelaide last year was was great. You know, he beat some great great players to win that tournament. Um, I think a tie break here in the first set is is very very likely. We know Cressy plays tons of tie breaks. And plays a lot as well. Um, but I think that the interesting stat here is that Cressy, yes, he plays a lot of tie breaks, but he doesn't win many of them. His tiebreak record was was really poor last year. He only won forty one percent of his tiebreaks that were, were played on outdoor hardcourt. Uh, if, if you've got a game like his, big serve, serve and volley on on quickish hardcourts, you're only winning forty one percent of your tiebreaks. He tends to do. He tends to make big mistakes in breakers. He tends to go for these huge second serves and double faults an awful lot of the time. Um, so I've, I've taken on the, the sort of tiebreak uh theory and, and gone a stage further with it because kokinarkis won 59% of his tie breaks on hardcourts last year. Cressy only won 41. That's a pretty big disparity. So I've taken Kokinarkis to win the, the first set 7-6. Uh around about the four to one mark, I think it was.
0: That would be perfect for me. It gives you an opportunity if he does win the first set with cash on the tiebreak seven six and we've got an option to to hedge our position if you wanted to do that with a nice winning position uh, uh with that bet on Kokinarkis to beat Cressy uh, the other game I like here is Sebastian Corder against Andy Murray. Uh, Sebastian Corder is quite low, minus 157, but I, I, I would expect him to start the season quite fast. Um, if you look at his records before... In, uh, in tournaments. Good record and, in Oz, yeah. Former junior and, and,
1: champion as well. well and, right.
0: he and, he, and he starts seasons fast, Sean. If you look at him, he, mm. he always does well at, at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think a couple of years back, he, he got to the final of uh, his, his first tournament. I think he got a bit at at Delray Beach, I think it was. And then he went on to win a challenger. Um, always starts the season very well. For Murray, I think, to come in cold, we you know the injuries he has. I know he's probably going to be training and getting getting himself fit. Mm. But I think it's a, he needs games and I think he needs practice and I think he's better despite his injuries I think he's better when he's had a few games under his belt so I would expect a quarter here to uh, to win this at minus 157 probably not a price that many people might want to bet in a single minus 157 but throw mm. it in with a, um, a Kokonakis at minus 115 and have a little parlay. And even throw it up in a, in a bigger parlay with Batista Ragu at plus 170. So they're our three picks in Adelaide. There is another tournament going on. And we're over to India. Uh, in Pune. Is it Pune?
1: Is it Pune or Pune? Pune? Uh, you... I call it Pune, but I'm, I wouldn't. Pune. I wouldn't be surprised if I was pronouncing it wrong. But You're the pronunciation man of the team. <laughs> you, you, More pressure, senior, you're... senior pronunciation manager. And I'm going to need your help on a lot of
0: these players <laughs> on this outright betting market. So uh, when it comes to Good. pronunciation, okay, Marion Chilich uh, is the favourite at plus two fifty. A very short looking plus two fifty. Ruzovora is yeah. six dollars. I think did he did he win it last? year? He should have won it. He got to the got final. To follow, it, he it?
1: choked it, got... it a bit against susa He should have won it, but didn't. Yeah. Van der Sandschup is,
0: K- uh, is $7. Krajinovich <laughs> uh, uh, well, is uh, $7. Krasino- I'm How enjoying start. this. This is good. No, oh, please I tell
1: think, me. I think it's Philip Krajinovich, but it could be krajinovic that, That's what but, I said, wasn't it? Way.
0: That's what so I said, wasn't so yeah. it? Is, uh, is $7. Leslo uh, Laszlo Jerry. Is that uh, Yeah, Jerry? Yeah, I see. Again, I'm right on that one. Uh, Molcan is 11, Bonzi is 11, Jam, uh, Muna is uh, 14. and exactly uh, how, how do I do that
1: one? I'd just say Muna, yeah. I think that's that's the, the, the best. The thing young to do. Spanish
0: kid is 14, yeah. and Van Riethoven is uh, 15. So they're the top uh, eight in the betting. Uh, below that you've got Karetseff at 17. Uh, Sebastian Bayes, who was a a, a a winner for us on uh, a couple of times last season at yes. 25. So what are the conditions gonna be like in Pune? I, I expect it to be hot again.
1: Yeah, the one thing we do know is the is, is the weather. Um it's gonna be 32 C and sunny all week. No problem with that. The the problem with that I have it's a bit of a it's a bit of a anomaly. Pune. It's, it's strange. The conditions aren't ostensibly quick. It's a plexipave outdoor hardcore, which isn't particularly fast. It's a strange one, because it's got by far the most tie-breaks of any tournament on tour. It's, it's been played four times, and in those four editions, 59% of the matches have featured a tie-break, uh, which, is, which is 5% more than Stuttgart, which is on grass, early season grass and the quickest conditions on tour. Pune has 5% more tie-breaks. But it doesn't have anywhere near as the same amount as of of service holds it's ranked number one in tiebreaks, but only only 15th in terms of um first points one and and service holds and players have said that it it, that this it does help the because it's 570 meters of altitude here so it's that has certainly has a lot to do with it the light the light quick australian open balls also have something to do with it but players have said over the years that once the serves out of the way the the conditions for the rally the conditions for rallying are not that quick. So it's a kind of a strange one. Um and there's only 76% holds a serve in qualifying, which is really low uh for for a hardcore tournament. So I think the fact that it is at an altitude of 570 meters and they're playing with quick balls makes it quick off the serve. But the, the rally, it, it doesn't seem that quick. It's a bit of an odd one.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other thing its uh, quite odd for me is Marion Cilic being such a short-priced favourite to win it. He's plus 250. I mean, he's his coming His record towards... isn't
1: great as a number one seed yeah, he's either. coming
0: towards the end of his career. He's been around for many, many years. What motivation has he got to, to come here and win? We're talking about motivation for Novak Djokovic. Marion Cilic are a
1: short-priced short favourite to win a tournament in India. Well, uh, I checked into this because I thought he's been number one seed a lot and not really won much. I think he's won f- four tournaments um in his career when he's been ranked number one seed and he's been ranked number one seed 15 times uh two of the tournaments that he did were did win were in zagreb um at home obviously for him and um i think four of the last five times he's been top seed he's lost in the the first match so he's he's only won four times anyway out of 15 15 attempts as a top seed so he wouldn't it's not a number one seed that you think oh yeah Chilich is going to win this um, He's not reliable, is he? He's not. He's not someone that you think, yeah, yeah. I, you know, he's the class player in the field. He's going to win this. I ser- I'd be very nervous if I was backing Chilich at that price, wouldn't you? Well, it, to be honest, with you,
0: if you're looking at that outright market and you look at all the players, the first thing in my mind is to fade Marion Chilich at plus two fifty. Mm. It's the, fir- the first thing that jumps off the page. Would you, be- Marion Chilich at plus? I couldn't two- answer that question. I'd be
1: nervous Absolutely. anyway. I- yeah, I, I, if I'm backing Chilich at a tournament, I want him to be a meaty price, you know, 33s or 40s or 50s or something like that. Obviously, you wouldn't get that in a 250. But short price in a 250 is number one seed. Not for me. No. So
0: we obviously know Marion Chilich isn't for you and not for me. Who is for yeah. you, Sean? Who, who, who do you like in this draw? Where is the value?
1: I've taken the aforementioned Philip uh, Krajinovic in this one.
0: I've never mentioned him. I mentioned Krajinovic. <laughs> <I> never...
1: <laughs> yeah, him. Same guy. Oh, he...
0: oh, same guy. Okay, okay.
1: Same fella. Um, He, he had a, a struggle at the end of last season, his he's health and fitness issues. So he didn't actually play after the US Open. But he's now back together uh, with Jankov Tipsarevic, uh, his old coach, who took him to a career high um, of number 26, I think it was, back in 2020. So that's a real positive for me. He's back with Tipsarovic. Tipsy has obviously seen something in in that makes him want to go back and work with him again, week in, week out on the tour. Um, And he says he's fit. He says he's fit and healthy again. Uh, And I just think this is a a a bottom half of the the draw, which just it's not going to take that much winning for me. I mean, he's got the the first match might be tricky because it's against a home player, a wild card, Summit Nagal. Might not be the easiest match, but he he should be winning that. Uh, Krajanovic is well suited to to quick conditions as well. He he, he actually beat Chilich on grass at Queen's, uh, last summer. He really surprisingly made the final of Queen's club Krajanovic. So, uh, he's also gone well in Stockholm as well, which is, which is a similar, a plexi pave, uh, quick surface. So, for me, quick surfaces that do suit Krajanovic. And this draw, as I say, summit Nagal in the first round, uh, the second round looks very winnable for him as well against either Michael Moe or, or one of the Indian wildcards. Um, and then potentially Rusev in the quarterfinals, and then maybe Van der Zantshulp. That, that that's not a particularly tough route to win a two fifty. Um, I think you know, I got him at twelve to one. Krajanovic. I think that's um, a reasonable each way shout.
0: Well, again, you got the value down to seven dollars with Bet Rivers. Um, got to be quick. Yeah, you got to be quick to get the value. You've got to be ahead of Mister Sean Calvert because he's snapping up all that value. He's beating that book. That's uh, one. Was... I've got another
1: one. I've got another one. Sorry.
0: Well, that's what I say. Who, who who's the second pick?
1: Well, the other one, i I was very surprised to see Basilash Villy at 33 to 1 with Bet Rivers. I think that's I think that's really big. And we know we know Basilash Philly is uh, half the time he's he's not even there mentally, is he? Sometimes he just, he'll just turn up for months on end and weeks on end and just roll over and get beat in the first round. Then all of a sudden he'll come up, he'll come back up when he feels like it and win a, a big tournament, like a five hundred or um or, or Doha, which is which he's done really well in a couple of times. Five hundred to one, he won that a couple of years ago. Um, he's he's always a bit of a mysterious character, Basil. Actually, you never really know what's going on with him. But he, he did actually post on social media that he was fit and healthy. And I think I think it's the, the words he used were "I'm fit again" or "I'm back to fitness" or something like that. He does he, he has quite a few shoulder problems, uh, Basil, which has affected his serve over the last few years. But he says he's fit and healthy, and if he is. This is thirty-three to one in this field is 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 too big for me. That's that's a really good price, I think. It's win only um, that price? Well, the whole the whole field is is win only, um, but it's um yeah thirty-three to one. I like it.
0: Thirty-three to one is not only the it's the best price in the world for uh, Bachelashvili. It's really uh, big. Yeah, I think it's very, a very really, very big, big price. price. Bet Rivers are offering thirty-three to one. So plus three thousand three hundred on uh, Nicholas Bachelashvili. Uh, to win in Pune. Uh, so that's the recap. So that's the uh, the two tournaments in the first week of the ATP Tour and our best picks. Let's quickly run through them. Uh, we're going to go for Sean's picks. Uh, in Adelaide, he's gone for Yannick Sinner. Uh, he got the 14, team, but he's currently available at $11 with Bet Rivers. Um, the matches in Adelaide, he's going to go for Robito Roberto, Roberto Batista good to beat Andrei Rubalev at plus 175. Tanis Kokonakis uh, v Maxim Cressy. Kokonakis to win the first set at uh, in the tie-break at 7-6 is $4. In Pune, we're going to go for the outright tournament bet. Sean's way for me to say it. Krakinovich uh at seven <laughs> seven dollars. And we're gonna go for Bashilash Vili at 33 to one to win in Pune. Both win only those two. Uh, Yannick Sinner is an each way play. For me, Adelaide, I'm gonna go Felix Auger Alias Sim at seven dollars. I think this is a breakthrough year for the Canadian, and I think he may look short now. But I think in uh, in two weeks' time, you'll be thinking that was a good, decent value. I'm going to go for Sebastian Corda to beat Andy Murray at minus 157. Now, it was minus 150, but the money's come through. And I'm going to go for Kokanakis to beat Cressy at minus 120. So let's hope Kokanakis wins the first set and then goes on to win the match. Okay, that's been it. It's the first edition of Game Bet Match uh, since in 2023. And I'm delighted to say... Got some exciting news. Game Better Match will be now five days a week. Uh, Myself and Sean uh, Sean will be on uh, three days. Uh, On every Sunday, it'll be Game Better Match looking at the ATB Tour. On Mondays, I'll be joined by Rory Jawani, a new name on here on the Bet Rivers Network. He'll be talking around his best bets on the WTA. On Tuesday, it'll be me, myself and Sean again. Wednesday, James Blake will be joining us, the former American number one tennis player and world number four. We'll be looking at the players that are making the, the waves, the ones you look for, and the words from the locker room. And on Thursday, myself and Sean again, breaking down the games and the matches and the best bets for the tournaments that go into the quarterfinals and the later stages. So really, really, really exciting times here in 2023 on-game bet match. Sean, thank you very much. Again, I wish you a very happy year. I know it's your young lad's birthday, so you've got a, you've got a very it busy day today. First day of the, first day of the new year, and you, you've got to look after about 20 kids in amusement arcades and oh, no. uh, all tournaments and all this kind of stuff. So I appreciate your time. Thank you very much Pleasure, for joining us. Pleasure. Yeah, and uh, we'll speak again on Tuesday. We will indeed. Let's hopefully we some cash some winners. Take care, everyone, and thanks for following. And please download this on your preferred podcast provider. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.